Welcome back to another episode of the Excellence Cartel, the election edition. (laughs) Yes, exciting. Today, we are going to go over hormone replacement therapy strategies for both men and women. But before we get into that, I'm going to kick it to old Jeffrey Sue and see how his last seven days have been. Jeff, have you been kicked out of your own garage gym yet? I have not. I've actually had some excellent workouts. I, uh, you know, made some additions to the garage gym. I, uh, I added a seated calf raise, um, a couple more dumbbells, more plates, and some mats from uh, uh, like horse stall mats, you know, to mm-hmm. protect the concrete. Yeah, that's what I have in my gym, all horse mats all throughout yeah. the thing. So uh, no horse yet, you know, well, that maybe that'll come, you know, in 2022 or something, but uh, <laughs> no, life, <laughs> life has been pretty good, man. Um, I'm actually working on potentially hiring um, another coach, uh, a girl to help me uh, just initial talks, you know, we're just kind of exploring things. Uh, so definitely nothing in plan yet, but look, still trying to expand. And, um, you know, I got a few other things in the works that, you know, I won't announce just yet. Uh, but business is good, you know, signed a couple more clients last week, um, on my new rates. Um, I got the labs class coming up, uh, tomorrow. So that's, uh, you know, it's building up some excitement there and, uh, that's about it. I got nothing else to report. Do you have a seated leg curl? I do not. I wish I had. I wish I got one. I have a laying leg curl, light fitness one. You want to get the light fitness uh, seated leg curl? That's been the best one I found so far in my opinion. If I could have, if I could have gotten my hands on it, I would have. But that's the best I can do. Maybe I can sell the laying one I have and get mm-hmm. the seated one. No, no. Yeah. Keep the seat. Keep the laying one. But look, um, see if you can find Matrix. Matrix is what I have in my gym, and bo- yeah. both that and the leg extinction are great. Yeah. You know, I've been doing uh, 100 laying leg curls every morning. So my morning routine is 30 minutes on the treadmill um, and then 100 leg curls and 100 uh, calf raises. So I'm going to do that every day. Are you cho- you hoping for the Don Long method there? You know, just grows? Well, well, no, it's like, um, you know, I think it's like metabolic stress training. I don't know if Don Long was the one who originally came up with it. He used to have people do like extra shit for their weak body part like every yeah, day. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And I, I incorporate that with like lateral raises for my shoulders too. And that, they have definitely come up because of doing 100 laterals like every day. Oh, dude, yeah. I love that for my warm up. I grab oh, the yeah. fives to 100 side, 100 front, 100 above my head. And by the yeah. time I go, I don't need a lot of weight to like really tag into my shoulders. Right. Oh, and the other really good announcement is that I got a Wi-Fi extender. So now, you know, it's not going to be dropped, you know, the connection. I see you have a plant on your counter too. What's that? You have a plant on your counter. Oh yeah. Behind me. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in my kitchen. I like to work in my kitchen because I can be close to my food. Do you, uh, do you water your plant daily? No, probably like once a week. All right. I've been growing some plants. So, you know, and not, not, not illegal ones either, but not yet. Um, but that's like a 2020 move I'm deciding, but I was just curious cause you know, plant daddy. I, yeah, plant daddy. I got, I'm currently known as book daddy. So, um, I'll take plant daddy. That won't be bad. All, All right. right. Well, Jason, sir, yeah. how's your last seven days been? I can't complain, man. Life's good. Um, I did have a few clients sign up, which is nice. Um, cause I had a few drop off, you know, I, I I had a few that basically I've just fixed and um, they really didn't have any further physique goals in terms of competing and things of that nature. Some wanted to start families, some needed to conserve for holidays, but I had some more clients sign up. So that was good. Um, uh, 
Uh, let's see. New flame defense on the new ethics side is in. We're just waiting for labels. The labels got ran wrong, so that's delayed it. But um, it's here, and I'm excited about that. So anyone with joint problems, even just inflammation in the body, it'll help that as well. But it's killer for joints. My right knee doesn't even hurt anymore. Um, it's good for elbows, uh, neck, knees, things like that. Um, that's, that'll, that'll be dropping any day. Um, so, you know, we got a lot of exciting things going on there. Um, personally, things are going well. Um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just in a good mood. Badass. What's, uh, are you, you're for sure going to do next year is what you're thinking. Make the run for your, yeah, I'm going to make a run, but like, I, it won't be a point run. If I was going to make a point run, you start in March and try to do the best you can in every show. And that's tough with the fam. Um, I'm, what I'm going to do is, is, is grow and um, compete like uh, maybe end of August, September, October and hit those type of shows there. Maybe run off four or five of them as scheduled permits um, and, and, and try that. So we'll see. All right. Cool. I'm looking forward to watching that. Yes, sir. So my last seven days have been cool. I started doing Wim Hof breathing. That's been really intense. And then I started doing my ice showers. Uh, every day at the end of my shower, I turn it to cold for a good two minutes and just sit there. And um, believe it or not, my recovery has gotten a little bit better and I actually feel better. So I'm going to keep it in for a little bit. I put those two in my power list. So we'll see. Um, we had the best month we've ever had for Iron House. So in the year of 2020, nice. We've actually had two of our biggest months ever, ever as a company. And that's saying a lot considering we grew 54% last year. We were on pace to grow at like 70 something percent this year. We've had three months closed and I still think we're going to hit our stretch goal um, with two months left to go. So I'm pretty excited about that. Nice. Yeah. I'm actually going to go meet with a, uh, with a banker to decide how I'm going to leverage to be able to get properties and stuff like that and kind of go with that business model that I told you I was interested in doing. Um, but other than that, man, I thought about doing a leadership course, maybe like a leadership group for other coaches, like charge like a monthly fee and do like weekly, like different stuff, different topics for like a eight week course, nothing crazy. Um, but just kind of give some people some tools, but I don't really know. You guys have got all those other fancy classes with cybo and hormones and labs. And, you know, I know all that stuff and I like teaching it to other coaches, but I think you guys really dig that class thing. And I really dig the leadership side. So, and I think that's something that we could all agree the fitness that. industry needs more of. You so I'm just, yeah, I love it. So I just, I'm trying to figure out how to like incorporate that and, and so forth. So if any of y'all listening, got any ideas or anything you'd like to see, feel free to, to hit me up. Cause I'd love to entertain that. Um, other than that, I feel like we got some awesome sponsors. We need to talk about intense muscle um, guys go to intensemuscle.com. Be sure to sign up. There's a wealth, I mean, a huge wealth of knowledge on that board. I know Jeff has been on there a little bit um, and had a chance to like, you know, Jason has myself, but there's really cool different topics and so forth. So I would consider um, going on there. And then the other one is Amino Asylum. Uh, TEC15 is the discount code. Uh, their BPC and TB500 has been pretty good. It's really helped my shoulder. I'm probably about 80, 90% back now. Um, but I'm also doing therapy work with it too. So it does help. And then of course you guys know, we rave about the L-carnitine. So that is what that is. But before we get in the topic, is there anything you guys like to say about today's election? I mean, it's a, it's a huge <laughs> thing. I feel like we got at least like say something on it. I mean, you know, every year they always say like the election's more important than the election before. 
And I'm like, well, yeah, no shit, because country's getting full of more dumbasses. So we got to like, you know, rally yeah. around the you know, circle around it. I, I do know this. I put this post as social media. Either way, if Trump wins, the media, I feel, has to change their approach because like for four years, they've just assaulted this guy and people still reelected him. It lets you know that no one cares about pol- that people don't have any faith in politics or those kind of thing. And if Biden wins, it lets you know that there's like this return to statesmanship that was there previous Trump years that people kind of want to get back to there. And there's still some faith. But either way, man, it's been super cool to see so many people vote like records being shattered. I'm glad to finally hear people like take the idea that my vote matters. I better go vote. So that's been cool for me. Wait, you, you want our opinions? Yeah, say something if you want. If you don't want to say shit, yeah. I don't really care. Uh, I mean, I think that it's just like, you know, I made a post about this thing on Facebook just real quick. I was just like thinking about it. And it's like, you know, politics has become one of those things where like you can't have a, a good conversation anymore, even with close family and, and friends, you know, at like a, at a dinner table. You can't talk about it anymore without someone being super heated and you know getting argumentative and all that stuff and it's just a shame that you know you can add that to the list of other things that are so taboo in our society like talking about money and finances or you know um you know women's sexual history or preferences things like that that and or like mental health men's Mm -hmm. health um those things are things that need to be discussed openly and um you know can't be and I find it really sad and I don't really have any solutions to that or any ideas as to how that could be fixed, but I'm just sort of commenting on the sort of sad state of affairs that, you know, our, our country and world has sort of um, slipped into. And I really don't th- see things getting better. Forgive my pessimism here. You know, I agree with you. I think it either goes, it will either get, it's, it's always like the, it's, there's no more like gray anymore. It's either like, you know, you yeah. have to be all absolute one way or all absolute the other. And I don't really see things that way. You know, so. The other thing is, is like people always see their own side, but they can't put themselves in another person's shoes and empathize with another side. And they always see their own good. They never see their own bad. And they always see other pe- the bad parts of other people's views. And I think it's just very hypocritical. It's very closed minded and it's very simple minded thinking. And I wish more people would open their hearts and open their minds and truly listen to what the opposition is saying and you might actually learn something about the world around you instead of the small bubble that you live in and post it on facebook so yeah great i mean i think people you know ultimately are selfish and we vote based on our needs i mean unless yep. you're a multi multi-millionaire like these rock stars and shit who just want to be posh and they don't give a fuck that they're taxed at 40 percent i do and so, you know, I'm fiscally conservative and I'm always going to be, um, you know, I, I do think that it's sad that if your candidate doesn't win, you think that's the time to riot and burn and loot, you know, that's not gonna be happening in Kentucky, but I got friends in New Jersey and New York that are really kind of worried about what's going to happen. You know, the, the rioters are already set up and they're waiting, they're just waiting to lose. And, um, I think that's sad. And I agree with Jeff when he said that the, the media, needs to take a more responsible role here and change their fucking narrative. I mean, if, if Trump wins, it's his last term. Let's make it all positive and, and go forward instead of all this negative bullshit all the time. Um, you know, also I'm heavily invested in the stock market and everything I've read is like a lot of people are gonna be pulling out if Biden wins. Now, the good thing is I've got money parked on the side and, 
you know, I'll wait till it bottoms out, but um, I really think there's going to be a huge economic downturn if he wins. And um, it's really not going to be better for those that uh, aren't middle class. They think it is, but, but it's not um, all the rich will find a way to make more money. That's just how it is. So, um, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I really can't, I really can't predict it. I don't know. I haven't been kept keeping up enough on the polls and things that, and every poll seems to be different. Well, you know, um, I'll be honest with you. I told my financial advisor, if Biden wins and that stock market starts collapsing, clear my entire savings account out and put it all in the stock market. And he kind of chuckled and thought I was funny. I'm like, I'm not fucking kidding. If that thing bounces back after like 08 and so forth, then hell in 10 years, I'll be living posh somewhere else. You know what I mean? So you got, you know, um, scared money doesn't make money. And a lot of people don't realize that, but that's been one lesson I've learned as I've gotten older. Cause when you start getting money, you start going, all right, well, where can I put this money to start doing something for me when I'm 50, 60, 70, et cetera. But um, just so you guys know, I do have a bet with JR. You guys know about, you guys know JR. Yeah, my I know JR. What's the bet? Yeah. So he bet me that if Biden wins, I have to take him to dinner wherever he wants his favorite steakhouse. Right. Got it. So yeah. I'm picking him to take me to dinner if Trump wins, but I have an outfit that I put together. I got those chubby shorts that are the Rocky Balboa American flag style. And then I'm going to wear <laughs> no shirt. I have a MAGA hat and I have the California raisins sunglasses. They're like American flag. And I have a Trump has Rambo flag uh, that I'm going to wear as a cape and wear that out to dinner uh, when I go with him. So I'll be sure to get lots of pictures. He unfortunately did not put that. I had to be dressed a certain way into the rules when we shook on it. So he has to deal with what comes his way. So I hope he's not listening to this podcast because he would know, but he doesn't listen to my shit. So I think we're safe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, I just feel I get your all's opinion. I just feel like it's kind of like a monumental day to some degree. I feel like every election since I've been older has gotten to be a little bit more intense and a little bit more where everyone's more anxious. You know, I remember in 2000 when it was Bush and Gore, everyone was like, nah. And you know what I mean? And now it's just escalated. So, well, social way, media, I think, has created the, oh, yeah. that issue too. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a voice. And, like, I mean, we're here on a podcast, we have a voice, you know? I mean, so I think that stirs the pot more. Um, but let's be honest. I mean, the Senate and the House is really where you need your votes. Um, you know, like Biden can want to hike taxes on the one percenters by 40%, but if he can't get it through, it's not going to happen, you know? So um, the house and the Senate are really still kind of control a lot of shit. So, well, everyone um, knows I'm, I'm diehard political. I'm, I'm into wanting to one day run for something and create impact on a local level and maybe higher. I think in all honesty, that it's going to be really interesting how the minorities vote in this. And that's going to send the biggest signal on where the parties go in the future. Um, so I think it's going to be really neat. And regardless of who you vote for, don't judge your fellow friends or neighbors. If they voted for someone other than you, you can still love them and give them a high five tomorrow. Life is still going to go forward. We're all still going to go about our daily business tomorrow. The world does not shut down over this. So enjoy what comes on. Except if you voted for Kanye West, then you're a fucking moron. I hope people did. <laughs> Kay did. I, I, I Kay actually did. hope they did. Uh, and they weren't, you know, Trump supporters. They were Biden supporters. Spread <laughs> this vote out. So, so you know, y'all know I'm like super good friends with Cade. He put up that he voted for Kanye. 
He's like, you know, I could vote for Biden because it was it would reject my alpha mail card and I'd become an instant beta is what he put. And I could vote for Trump because it's laughable. So I just voted for Kanye. And I was like, all right, well, yeah, at least you voted. That's all that matters. But enough of that shit. Jason, are you ready to take us away, buddy, with the HRT strategies for yeah. men and women? This was your topic that you threw out to talk about. So I'm going to let you have the uh, reins there, motherfucker. Sue, 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 what do you think? Did I do that right? <laughs> No, it's more like <laughs> Sue, Sue, Sue. There we go. All right. I'll give you a good, I'll give us good questions. Uh, I was just joking. So I think um, what we need to start with first is, you know, what, what do we see uh, in lab work that kind of sets us to think, you know, someone may need HRT. So what are we generally looking at? And then let's cover what we try to do before we even recommend it uh, that they talk to a doctor. So do either of you want to start? I can start. Okay. I mean, with, with the men, you know, I'll see, you know, if I run lab work and, you know, a man, you know, in his like late twenties or thirties, his testosterone is like a 200 milligram, uh, nanograms per deciliter or something yeah. um, that would raise a red flag. I guess, you know, my questions would be, you know, has this always been that way? Does he have prior blood work? You know, his dieting history, um, has he taken, you know, uh, steroids? Um, is it like an artificial low because of, you know, you know, improper PCT, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. I'll dig into it. Um, with women, I think I'd be asking the same questions. Obviously age factors into it because a woman in her fifties or sixties is, you know, menopausal. So you would expect to see very low estrogen and progesterone versus a 25 year old woman. Um, if you saw very low estrogen and progesterone in a 25 year old woman, you would probably ask her about dieting history. You'd ask her if she's taking hormonal birth control, the combo pill, for example, will bottom both out. So then you start digging from there. Yeah. So, I mean, let's talk ranges a little bit. Um, Jeff Black, do you want to handle that? Or do you want me to go over some ranges here? You can go over some of those ranges. I was just going to bounce off of what Sue said. You know, yeah. when you guys are looking at labs, it's real simple, man. You just look at the testosterone and estrogen. You're just making sure that the range, you know, if a guy's like in twenties, like if I, I don't know about you guys, but I've seen men now in their twenties have like numbers at two and 300 oh, yeah. and yeah. estrogen at like a hundred. And I'm yep. like, oh, well, you've got to go to a TRT clinic or something to fix that because that's real bad. And they usually show up the same, you know, belly fat, lower back fat, um, chest fat, things, so forth. But when you get women, <clears throat> you know, I just have a, you know, this will obviously come out as we keep talking about it. But if they're less than 35 and the hormones are off, I will try to go because um, you're looking at progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, more of a natural route. But, dude, once, you know, I'm open to talk to you guys about because I think it's great because we all have like different ways we do it. Once they're over like 35, 40, I just kind of refer them out to the doctor that I use and start working on that regard because, you know, they're just going to naturally kind of go down um, from there. But, yeah, let's talk about ranges and so forth. Um, take it away. Yeah. So men, you know, the, the numbers, LabQuest and um, uh, LabCorp and Quest are like the main um, labs that I see. I mean, they're not the only one out there, but. I'm pretty familiar with LabCorp and I believe the numbers for men are like around 200 to 1100. So anytime a man's under 400, he starts experiencing some signs of low T that might be weaker erections. It might be less libido. It might be just tired as fuck all day. Um, crankier, um, moody, bad recovery. If they train, you know, I, I I'll have guys who are natural say their legs are sore for seven days all the way up to the time it starts to look at legs again. Um, sleep can diminish. Um, so anything under 400, there are start to have signs. Now, if someone's at 4390, 
I might try some natural remedies, um, you know, um, and just kind of reducing stress. Um, our estracor with new ethics has dim in it, chrysin, some things that help bring estrogen down and bring up testosterone. Um, Humana Fort's a good one. Deaspartic acid will work. Um, I know John Gorman has this hormone optimizer, something like that will work. You can try to use some natural remedies at first if you're around that 400 range, but just starting to get um, symptoms. Because sometimes the natural remedies will bump you about 160 uh, nanograms, and now you're at 660, and that's not horrible at all. Um, but for me, when guys start to get in the 200s um, and we rest them more, we feed them up, um, and give it time and it's not recovering, uh, that's when I start saying, you know, HRT might be um, something that you want to look at. Women, uh, their total testosterone ranges, it's pretty crazy. It's like 0.1 to 45. So you could be 0.2 and a general practitioner is not going to touch that, but you are definitely going to be having symptoms of lower testosterone. And same in women, poor recovery, poor feed efficiency. Um, you might see digestion slow, uh, low libido, um, all those things that really you see in men and testosterone is just important in women too. Um, up to 45 for women. Mm. Um, so, you know, those are kind of the ranges that we're looking at. And for women, you know, I'm okay if you're in the middle on your total. Um, so if you're at 25, I'm okay with it. And then I look at your free test as well. And women go from, um, it goes up to 4.4. I forget what the bottom is though, that you can pull up your lab work. And again, I want you middle of the road up to, up to optimal, um, on that as well. Um, so those are the ranges that you'll be looking for and kind of the areas where you start to say and see, um, issues, uh, from low T. Um, so women, you know, we got, we can get into progesterone cause you can take that as well. We can get into estradiol and how doctors will, will prescribe and what they generally do. Um, but for now, I think that covers the ranges. What are some things we kind of started to hint at it, but what are some things that you guys do when someone comes to you for a man with low T and a woman, uh, with low T or like, you know, Jeff Sue started to get into, you know, for women, um, we look at progesterone, we look at estradiol and we look at testosterone. So all those hormones could need hormone replacement. Although I'm not a fan of estradiol, I usually, uh, have the, you know, kind of work with the doctor and have them do more of testosterone and progesterone. Um, but what are some solutions that you try first, maybe naturally in both of those type of clients? I was actually going to ask before we get into that real quick, uh -huh. <clears throat> do either of you have an age range for males or females before you guys say, Hey, I think it's best that you just consider going to the hormone replacement therapy route. Like meaning Jason, if you got a guy yeah, who's 24 it. and his testosterone is 204, yeah. are you just gonna be like, Hey, that's real damn low for your age. We probably need to go here and yeah. have them try to kick you on normally and see what you could do that way. Or do you go a different route? So I, I personally present, I always present options. Um, you know, so, if a, you know, cause I don't want to dictate and cause it's a life commitment. I always give them that. I tell them that too. Um, but you know, if it's a woman and they're already in menopause or they're in perimenopause and their hormones are low, I don't mind trying. I've had success with B vital by, um, I think that's biotics, um, two caps, three times a day. I've seen bring up testosterone. Um, I've used bioidentical, um, progesterone cream, like a Bezwecken, Progon B. 
um, to bring it up. And so, you know, those type of remedies, I can keep people sometimes out of um, having to go get HRT prescriptions. But if someone is in menopause, they come to me, they're already eating good, you know, they're not overtraining, and it's just already poor lab work, I lab work, I give them their options. I say, you know, you can get HRT and get this done right. We can try to throw some natural remedies out. How do you want to approach this? Um, and for men, you know, the age is a lot different because, you know, a 65 year old man can still have 700 nanograms per deciliter on his test. You know, he doesn't have to go through, you know, um, a, a type of menopause situation. Um, so for men, again, it's like I give options. But I mean, if you're 20 years old and you're down in the 200s, the likelihood of us being able to recover that naturally to get you feeling good is pretty slim. Um, if you're already down in the 200s. So I let them know, hey, we can spend six months. Assuming they didn't just get done with the show. If someone just yeah, got done with the true. show and they, they run their labs and it's six weeks post show, I've seen tons of guys at 200. And that's, that's normal for a natural athlete or someone who did pads and then completely just came off and didn't run any PCT or anything. So it, it all is um, circumstance or, you know, it has to do with the circumstances. But um, if someone's eating fairly healthy, um, they aren't overtraining and they're a male and they're in their twenties and it's down in two hundreds. I seriously consider telling them, you know, Hey, HRT is what's really going to make you feel better and get you where you need to be. Agreed. A hundred percent. Um, how do you feel about if we just go like, why don't we talk about testosterone first and then we'll go to progesterone and then down to estrogen. If that sounds good. Okay, let's do it. Um, so you had asked before I interjected and asked that question of you guys, <clears throat> what things I use for men and women. Um, so, you know, you got boron obviously to help open up your, you know, free testosterone pathways. You've got estrocort. Um, you've already covered deaspartic acid and some of that stuff, but a, a one really good one that <clears throat> I know we've talked about in our group thread that I really like is abolic by prelab. Um, I know Jason, because he's the supplement guy would know more of the, the cool stuff that's in there, but I've had some good success with guys who are like in the four and 500 range taking two to four a day <clears throat> and pushing their test back up into like, I've seen six upper six sixties, six nineties. And I've seen low seven hundred. So I've seen people go up to 300 points from that. <clears throat> I've seen women go from like 10 to like 30, 35 on testosterone, which 45, I think is the uh, upper end of the optimal it limit for women total, on testosterone. Yeah. So um, that's usually two a day. Um, so I've used both those product, that product there, but ultimately like those are, there's not a lot you could do over the counter. That's going to like really bring testosterone up enough, but a bollocks a really good one for women. I think more so than men, unless like the men are just like, you know, they're 700 or so 600 or so. And you're trying to bring them up to even like a higher optimal level. But with women, it's been a godsend. Girls have said that they really enjoyed using it. And it kind of has put them off from having to use um, creams or injections uh, for testosterone. Sue, what about you? What do you do for the testosterone dilemma? Um, you know, I like to look at SHBG, sex hormone binding globulin. Um, and basically what that is, is think of like, um, I like to think of it like, um, like a transport system. So SHBG are like rafts or boats in a river that the hormones kind of hitch a ride on to get to where they need to go to activate in the tissues. But if you have too many boats in the river, the river gets clogged, okay? And then the, the hormone doesn't go anywhere. So I like to think of it that way. So you don't want SHBG to be too high. You want it to be optimal. There's an optimal range for that somewhere. Um, but there is uh, there's supplements that you can take to lower SHBG if SHBG happens to be high. 
and binding your total testosterone and therefore lowering your free testosterone, the amount of testosterone that is able to act on the tissues of the body. And I think um, stinging nettle or yeah, nettles yeah. extract um, nettle. is uh, is a good supplement for that. There are a couple others, but I think the efficacy isn't really clear, but right. nettles has demonstrated uh, clear value in terms of lowering SHBG. Correct. hundred percent. He's correct. So what you can do is, you know, you can hit, I've had success with B vital uh, to bring total up and then you hit them with boron, but estrochore, I heard boron too. But if, if you're not using estrochore, you can hit 10 milligrams of boron that'll bring up free. And then you, if you do have SHBG issues, which is caused from stress, you can bring stress down, adjust training, bring training, you know, down cardio down, um, and then hit them with 250 migs of nettles about three times, um, a day. That'll bring SHBG back down, which ends up binding to testosterone and, and can and at too high a levels, it can make it um, use, useless. So that's a nice stack there together that you can use for men and women um, to, to, to try to, to, to boost it if they want to go the natural route. Awesome. Anything else you guys would like to add on the testosterone dilemma? Um, as far as supplements go, I, I do. Yeah, echo I think your, that really I, covered it. I do echo your abolic. Um, mm -hmm. I love that supplement. Um, use it myself off and on. Um, love it with females. It's a great because if, if you didn't cover it, I don't think you did. I was grabbing water real quick, but, but abolic is, is anabolic with no androgen androgen effect. Um, I didn't say that exactly, but I just said okay. it was great for women, but you go yeah, ahead. So that's why it's really a nice product for women. No voice issues, no clit issues, no hair growth, just, just added anabol anabolism and, you know, and that's, that's, that's what it's all about. So, um, four caps a day is what I like. I know you said you've seen success with two. Mm -hmm. I haven't played with labs on that, but that's really nice. Uh, saves cash. Um, uh, especially if you're only using it to just kind of boost testosterone. Yeah. I had a girl who was, um, mech comp with low T and two a day took her from like nine testosterone to like 35, 36. And she just did her recent follow-up. So she did an eight week and a 16 week. And the two a days kept her right around like the upper thirties. Um, so that's been really nice to be able to get away with because, you know, that's 50, 60 bucks a month versus whatever else is going to be for, you know, pharmaceutical, et cetera. So, uh, you know, it's really not a bad gig. Yeah. All progesterone. right. Progesterone. So, yeah. So progesterone. Um, I'll kick it off. And men, progesterone is always going to be usually around 0.1 or 0.2. It's really not um, something that, that we need to really do a whole lot with our systems. Um, now, I've seen it high, and usually it's in men using PEDs, sometimes 19 NORs. And if you see it go high, um, just just adjust your stack. Most of the time, it's really the only time I've seen it like that are, are guys using PEDs. And so um, it's sometimes hard to pinpoint, but a lot of times I do is just um, have them drop to just test only, clear out, do like a cruise. And a lot of times that brings it back in. Um, progesterone with women is really vital. Um, you know, they need it to ovulate, need it to, you know, obviously have their period. Um, and, you know, it's, there's a, there's a, um, correlation or a ratio between progesterone and, and estradiol. And, um, you know, as progesterone goes lower, that causes the, the women then to be more estrogen dominant. And they're kind of the yin and yang to each other. Progesterone is more of a, um, calming, uh, hormone and, and, and estrogen is more excitatory. 
So it is important to kind of balance that back out for women because you'll, you'll have women come to you with estrogen dominance and they're having weird fat pattern storages and don't quite understand it. And a lot of times that's the progesterone issue. So, you know, uh, I hate to be a salesman, but again, our Chase Berry liposomal at New Ethics is amazing at helping this situation along with adding an estracort. Um, so that's one way to bump uh, progesterone naturally. Now, remember, um, if you've listened to us in the past, stress still has to be all um, controlled here. You know, it's hard to bring these hormones back up if you're not pulling your training back to three or four days, sometimes two you know, pulling your hit cardio back, all those things. So, you know, we're giving you some ideas of where you want things. Now, progesterone for women, you know, a lot of times in, in trained athletes, I'm seeing it at 0 0.2, 0 0.1, 0.3. Those are extremely low numbers. You really want it about 10 to 12 and you test during your luteal phase, which I usually just say count 17 to 21 days from first bleed of your last period and take your labs. If you're not having a period, we already know it's going to be low. You're going to come back estrogen dominant. Just take your labs whenever. Um, but in any event, I use Chase Berry liposomal three to six uh, droppers um, to get that progesterone up, to get that period back. And then if that's not working, you can also try uh, Bezwecken, uh, Progon B, three drops under the tongue at night. It says to put it on the arm, but you can, you can put it under the tongue. Yeah, just so real quick, I actually quit using the Bezwecken because I had a couple girls who were complaining like the stuff was uh, thick, like not breaking up well in the bottle. And then when they switched to your product, the Lipesomal, they did really good with it. So mm -hmm. I'm not one to pump on too much of Jason's dick, but uh, in this instance, I'll pump his dick. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna um, say I not want to pump too much for the. Oh, I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna do like sloppy seconds here or nothing, Sue, But I mean, I just figured I would just say it, you know. Um, Jason, the range real quick because I pulled up the chart because I was interested. Yeah. Uh, women in the mid of their cycle is 50 or five to 20 nanograms for progesterone, and yeah. women in luteal phase second half is 15 to 33. Yeah. So I like 10 to 12. Yep. Usually if I can get you to 10 to 12, the ratio between progesterone and estradiol usually works out pretty nicely. Um, and I've said this a million times, but I'll say it again to, to find out the ratios. You just take 1000 times the progesterone number, divide that by estradiol. You want that to be between hundred and 200. If it's under you're coming back estrogen dominant. Now, if you have no symptoms of estrogen dominance, then don't dick with it. But the people we deal with, they have these symptoms. So we try to address it. Um, right. I've had women at 70 on the formula and they feel fine and there's no issue. So I leave things, leave things go. It's just a formula to show whether your, your, your ratio is, is, is leaning more towards estrogen dominance. Um, but, but you really should worry about symptoms more than making that ratio perfect. Agreed, hundred percent. Sue, what would you like to chime in, Big Daddy? Uh, I guess I'll just add that you know, for people who are a little confused as to you know why you know stress impacts progesterone, just think of it like um, like this, right? So progesterone is progestation. Okay, it's like to get ready for having a baby. All right, so progesterone levels will you know, elevate after ovulation through the corpus luteum. It stays elevated, hand off to the placenta if you you know do do become pregnant, but Think of it very simply, right? In a hostile environment, okay, 
the, the body's not going to be, you know, conducive to giving birth or, or, you know, growing, you know, the fetus. So in stressful situations, this whole process shuts down. So think of it really simply in biological, like survival terms. Okay. Um, progesterone, you know, I like to see it around like a 15. So I like to see a little bit higher. Um, like Jason said, you know, a lot of women who, you know, are post-show or in, you know, adrenal insufficiency, um, or on birth control, you know, the lab's just going to say like a less than sign and five. Okay. Sometimes it wouldn't even like, won't even like register. Are you um, talking about progesterone or an estrogen? Progesterone. Okay. Yeah. Estrogen does, you know, depending on the lab, you know, you'll see that too. Um, but, um, I guess what I would add here in terms of how to fix it is that, you know, I use the chase berry with younger women who I know LH and FSH signaling is still going on. It just happened to be dampened temporarily due to stress or, you know, PD use or birth control or whatever. So Vitex is a great way to sort of jumpstart everything. Um, with women who are older into perimenopause and menopause, I would go straight to uh, the Bezwecken uh, Progon B or use Jason's product. Um, or consider um, having them just go through a doctor and uh, getting on HRT and getting progesterone. We can cover those, like kind of like what we recommend and like what we see doctors recommend yeah. in a minute here. Yeah, you talked about the uh, mood calming, Jason, progesterone because yeah. of allopergesterone, I believe, is the sub chemical that's caused by that. I read in one of these books, I don't know, I've read so many this year. But they were this woman might have been in Jolene's book or in the woman's cure, but it was one of them, I think, because she gives the estrogen ratio uh, or estrogen to progesterone ratio that you're looking for. But uh, one in four women are on antidepressants over the age of 35. Yep. And that there's no, you know, the correlation between that and low progesterone numbers because progesterone is a mood calming, helps with anxiety, helps with depression. So I've had clients before who will present not necessarily with estrogen dominance, but have some issues where they're either on antidepressants and they don't want to be on them and they will come off and start working on their progesterone balance and they will feel better in the symptoms there along with supporting the thyroid, which is a whole nother topic we could chit chat about, but you want to look at that too. So if you guys, you know, if you're getting clients over the age of 35 and they're on antidepressants and this and that, you know, you're more likely should look at the hormonal balances and kind of use Same that. Factor. And estradiol, yeah, yeah. You said it best. Symptoms decide it, man. For me, yep. you know, I've had people who look at their labs. I'm like, ooh, but they feel fine and they they do what they need to do. And, you know, they get results. So I don't really push too much. I just give me. No, no, me neither. Exactly. All right. Let's move on to the sexy one of them all estrogen. Let's hit this with guys first, because it's not really a lot to talk about with guys, but we can get it's into it with girls. Yeah, I'll start. Um, you know, Estrogen is not the bad hormone. Um, men need it for sex drive and one of the biggest and for, for muscle growth. One of the biggest errors I see guys make, especially who take PEDS, um, you know, they'll get their testosterone scores up to two and 3000. And then they're driving their estrogen down into the twenties, the tens, and they're wondering why, you know, sex drive isn't good or erections aren't as good. You need that to be in a good ratio too. So in my opinion, you know, if you're, if you're on more than, you know, HRT, which I know this is an HRT discussion and I'll go back to that, but you know, if you're on more and your testosterone scores, 2000, 3000, I don't mind an estradiol score at 70 or 80, if you don't have gyno, because it, it balances out better with that high testosterone score. With someone's on HRT for men, um, you know, at 200 MIGs or 150 to hundred, which is what a lot of doctors recommend. 
I kind of like to see guys wait and see if they need um, Arimidex, uh, which is an anti-estrogen. I, um, I agree. Yeah, kind of see where you're at because sometimes, you Don't know, just by, ha- just by hitting that 200 test or the, to the 100 to 200 that the doctor will prescribe, sex drive goes way up. But if you're cranking that estrogen down, it really doesn't improve as much as they think it should because they're like, oh, I got on this, but it's not really helping. But what they did was, and they drove the estrogen down um, with, with a Remedex. So I like to see someone wait. Um, again, my Estracort for new ethics will do a great job. It's covered me on things of 500 megs of test or more. And literally that's it. Um, so a lot of times for men, like with on HRT, they can use something like that. And that's got a lot, that's got dim and chrysin in it. If they want to just buy that separate, um, and that'll help estrogen metabolism enough out the liver. So you don't want to crank your estrogen down too hard as a man. Also, if you're trying to lose fat, you need some estrogen as well. So bottoming that out will stall fat loss. Um, so again, if you're on HRT, and like I said, a doctor will generally recommend 100 to 200 a week. Um, you might want to wait first before driving your estrogen too low. Um, I think a good range on HRT would be if your estrogen's probably around 25 to 50 somewhere around there. Um, I always read on boards, you wanted it around 20. I think that's a little low, especially if you're running 200 makes a test and you're, you're coming in around, uh, I don't know, 1200 to 1400 nanograms per deciliter on your labs. Um, so just keep that in mind. If your sex drive still isn't as good as you think it should be, um, men need some estrogen, um, women, um, you know, there's ranges on the labs and Jeff uh, Black listed it before. So, you know, I try to keep a woman middle to to upper. Do you want um, me to give you those ranges real quick? Yeah. All right. So the E2, estradiol E2 women, you have the follicular phase is 30 to 120 PG. Ovulatory is 130 to 370 PG. Luteals, uh, 70 to 250 PG. And menopausal is 15 to 60 PG. Yeah. So, you know, I like a woman to fall in range, basically, you know, mm-hmm. low estradiol for a woman can cause osteoporosis and bone density loss over time. Um, and, but again, women like men need it for sex drive. It's their main hormone. Um, so we like to see that obviously in range and you can read your ranges. A lot of times by adding progesterone, um, you can get estradiol to come up. So um, a lot of times what the clinic that I work with will do, they'll use HRT in terms of progesterone, anywhere from 100 milligrams to 200 milligrams of a day. Um, or, um, they'll, and then they'll use like some low dose testosterone, which is five milligrams to 10 milligrams. A lot of clinics are not wanting to use estradiol just for cancer issues. You kind of let both of those trickle in because some testosterone will convert to estrogen and progesterone will kind of trickle down into estrogen as well. So I kind of like to wait and see what those two hormones of testosterone and, and progesterone do if they're both needed uh, before a clinic would give estradiol. Um, so, you know, both estrogen is, is definitely needed in, in both men and women. Yeah, that's my, yeah, that's my big thing. Like, you know, estrogen is cardiovascular protective and it helps with inflammation. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I had a female who did blood work, you know, she was on birth control and I think Sue maybe you've talked about this before too. Her estrogen was less than five (laughs) and her progesterone was 0.1 and her testosterone was 0.1 and her C reactive protein was six. 
Yeah. You see and, that a lot. With yeah, birth you will. And she was like, well, how do I fix that? I'm like, honestly, you're gonna have to get off the birth control, you know, cause she read up, you know, low estrogen is not good for you over time. And then I've seen like uh, some blood work, one that Ashley just showed me, one of her clients is on birth control and her estrogen was 800 plus. And I was like, wow, I've never seen one that high. I mean, you know, like I've seen it like five or 600, but never 800. Um, but yeah, you know, you'll see a lot of te uh, the te to get on the topic of the males real quick, the testosterone clinics, they will get guys, you know, about a thousand nanograms I've seen. The moment that testosterone gets above 30, they'll give them like a Remedex. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, you mean estrogen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Estrogen. Sorry. It's above it. They'll give them Remedex. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is your dick like a springboard? And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, like, you could jump off and like get air to jump in a pool like it springs. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, then don't touch your estrogen. You know what I mean? Right. Unless your nipples are sore or something Correct. like that. I don't really go down that route. Correct. Um, with women, if they're they have if they have low estrogen, which I actually have seen a few times. I've seen that with girls who are not on birth control, but who have some type of disordered eating habits um, will have like very low estrogen. Um, this is something that I've had some success with and bringing that back up naturally is of course resting them, but um, soy based products because you have the phytoestrogen is very, you know, it has a low binding affinity to the estrogen, but it'll help kind of pull it up out of the gutter until things kind of start kicking on as long as you're supporting like luteinizing hormone and things like that. Um, but with estrogen, if they're low and they're over the age of 35, I will usually refer them out to the doctor that I work with. And if they're th over 35, but they have estrogen dominance, I will refer them out if the progesterone's low and not really screw with the estrogen too much and let the doctors go from there. But Sue, you go ahead and uh, talk all about the estrogen because I know this is like your little jam. You put a lot of good shit up about this, man. What, in terms of estrogen dominance or just yeah, well just you know what you're looking for like you know i talked about some different stuff so jason but you've put some really good gold out on the hormones i think you know for the ranges i you know i have a chart right here that i i refer to and for estrogen i think the luteal phase optimal you know anywhere from 70 to 250 pg per ml correct is what i have mm -hmm. um so you know with estrogen the, the main problems that i see with estrogen are really um, birth control induced, um, you know, you know, estrogen, you know, bottoming out or estrogen dominance. And so estrogen dominance, uh, to define that is basically, you know, progesterone being low in relation to normal estrogen or estrogen being very, very high. Okay. So both situations cause estrogen dominance. And so estrogen dominance kind of, you, you know, if you work your way back, um, you know, you work your way back into phase one and phase two detox, um, the liver and conjugation and beta glucuronidides and GI health. So having a healthy liver and having a healthy GI system will promote the detox processes where extra or excess estrogen gets, you know, pooped out basically of your body. So if you have those processes impaired, you will most likely suffer from estrogen dominance at some point or another. Um, you want me to talk about supplements too, or go for it, kick off whatever you yeah, want. Go ahead, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for supplements, you know, I really like using Jason's product. I use that a lot, uh, you know, Estracort, um, with a lot of my clients, it does contain DIM in it. Um, uh, it does, it contains Chrysin too, right? Jason. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it contains all the necessary, um, items that are needed to help with that me metabolic process. And I also like to use, um, you know, the, uh, MetaPure 
which, which helps support phase one and phase two detoxification. Um, other than that, really, it's about like stress reduction. Um, and if you could avoid birth control, avoid it. And that's it. That's what I would say about yeah. it. Yeah, you know something that I've really started using with both men and women who have hormone issues that's worked amazingly well? And Jason, I'm going to get on my knees and do this one for you. Jump but, start. Um, yeah, I'm going to jump start. No, no, no. You nope. nope. Adrenal okay. health. Okay. Pulling the adrenals back up. Yeah. Um, usually so many clients, like especially the females, like when I've noticed, like when I get them in their met comp, I'll use your protocol that you have. But if I add the adrenal health on, it's like a supercharge. Like mm -hmm. you'll start. So especially what I'll do is I'll wait the first four weeks. And as they're starting to clear out and get better, but if that faster blood sugar is still up, I'll put the adrenal health in and then they'll just start dropping and they'll get like into the upper eighties, low nineties again. And I'll run like eight weeks worth of that, two bottles. And they're usually good to go as they're coming out on the other side. I like I've it. had some really good success with men too, with low T when they start beginning their T therapy, I'll have me like, Hey, jump on adrenal health for two months. You yeah. know, this will kind of do X, Y, Z, get things going, get your DHEA kind of going back up yep. and all that. And they'll start feeling great. So that's just a little hack. If you're a coach, I just kind of stumbled on that. I talked about that in my, um, in my new ethics class. Cause I found this cool little thing. So if your temperature shifts by more than 0 0.2 Fahrenheit over the course of a day, it could signal adrenal dysfunction. Okay. And yeah. so if you're tracking their temp and they're like 97.8 one day, 97.2 the next, 98.1 the next day, and it's all over, then you could start working on the adrenals. And like if they're sub like 97.6, it would mean you would need thyroid support too. So those are just some little extra little hacks I figured out. Do you guys have any like, I know we handled the hormone stuff. We could talk about what the doctors usually do for, I guess we, well, we understand that for men, it's going to be a testosterone shot. So that's yeah. pretty easy. I mean, we can make sure we concrete it. I kind of talked yeah. about it, but we, like we can just make it concrete. Yeah, go for it. Let's um, give it for the, let's give the rundown what they do for uh, women because the men one's easy. So let's go okay. for the women. So women, I mean, some doctors still don't think that testosterone is that important. So I still have women sometimes that come to me, they're only on estradiol and they're on progesterone. And I just, I'm not a huge fan. Um, there are, there is literature that, you know, adding estradiol um, exogenously can, you know, cause certain cancers like breast and, and things of that nature. Um, and, you know, I'll look at these labs and their testosterone super low and it's like, it just wasn't addressed. So what I prefer, but it's, it's the clinic that I work with. Um, a lot of times we'll work hand in hand and they agree um, it'll be five milligrams up to 20 milligrams per week for a woman. I think the 20 starts to get a little high unless they're non-responders. Everyone metabolizes exogenous hormones differently. I prefer to start at five to 10 and then read labs in four weeks and see where things are. And I, if it's 10 milligrams, I really prefer it being five milligrams Monday and five milligrams Thursday to keep blood concentration more level. And then add progesterone anywhere from 100 milligrams to 200 milligrams. And as I kind of alluded to before, progesterone will help boost up estradiol. Testosterone has some conversion to estrogen. That's how you get estrogen mm -hmm. through aromatase. So that's going to help boost it. You can add in some foods like, like Jeff Black was saying that have a little bit more estrogenic properties if you want. Soy, uh, edamame, um, soy protein, mm -hmm. just things like that. Um, and then try to go from there and not use exogenous estradiol. But those are about the ranges of where most clinics will start a woman. And I prefer to see tests 
and progesterone used if it's needed. If they don't need testosterone and it's in range, but their progesterone is not returning, then we just use progesterone. Um, you know, that's just common sense. Um, did one of you guys want to cover the men or is there anything I missed that you guys feel like you want to add about the women and HRT doses that doctors provide? I'll just add that, you know, whenever I, you know, troubleshoot hormones with women, I, I don't think I've ever touched estrogen directly or encouraged supplementation right. with estrogen just because of the high risk of various cancers that are driven by estrogen. Yep. So I always refer out to an endocrinologist yep. uh, for that. So my, my limitations as a coach, you know, and, you know, with Bez Wecken and, uh, you know, Chase Berry, that's it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you said and everything you said, too. You know, the only time I'll ever give out, tell people to do soy is if they're younger and have low estrogen. And I just don't think that they need time and recovery. Otherwise, it's, you know, you got to go that HRT path. I think when it comes to men, if you guys have high estrogen and it's like really high and your testosterone is low, then obviously, you know, you need to have testosterone and you need to have some type of estrogen blocker. But for the most part, guys, man, it's just an easy plug and play. Um, you just give them a shot and they're usually good to go over time. I will say this though, as a male, I've noticed a lot of some HRT clinics. If you go to a primary care physician, they're going to try to give you like a gel or I don't know, some other weird shit. I've seen like a gel deodorant. One of my clients had or something weird like that. And because it's hard to keep your blood plasma levels stable. So you're going to keep peaks and valleys and you just might not feel good. So I always try to encourage my clients to get the shot. Um, and just try to keep it consistent as it helps with your blood plasma levels and so forth. Is there anything else we got to cover on this, Jason? Um, well, just uh, did uh, we covered men, right? Yeah, I just talked about that. It's a okay. shot and, you know, get the estrogen fixed with the aromatix or whatever they use. Let's go so yeah. forth. Yeah. Um, did you mention that to spread the dosing out, even though the their clinic may not? Oh, oh no, I didn't. I didn't touch on that one. I was talking more about the creams and then just switching to the shot. But yeah, you want to you want to split your dose up. So if they give you like a CC to take a week, take like a half a CC Monday and half a CC Thursday because the sipinate has like a, a you know how full life of what three to five days, so it's able to slowly build up yeah. over time and kind of stay there. Um, that way, if you go about eight or nine weeks and if you miss a shot or get thrown off, you won't feel like complete dog shit. I've also found that doing it that way, um, the more frequent your shots, the less you need a Remedex or an anti-estrogen as well, because you don't Great. have peaks and valleys. Yep. Um, so even if that was broken into three shots, I know a lot of people don't want to do that um, unless they're a crazy bodybuilder and they're used to it. But the more the more you kind of spread it out, the less you have peaks and then the less you might need um an anti-estrogen, even if you're more prone than say someone else, the higher your body fat is too, fellas, the more prone you're going to be to gyno, the leaner you stay, the more testosterone you can take, and you still won't need an anti-estrogen. Um, you want to know something really weird? Every, if I, so I take my test shots on Monday and Thursday, my resting heart rate on Monday night and Thursday night always jumps from about 55 to about 65, 70. Oh, hell yeah. From the yeah, shot. CNS. And then the next day I'm back to normal. CNS. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we it's, know pads yeah. increase CNS and they cause extra stress on the body. I mean, that's known. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just cool to see, like, it's cool to see the data in, in it. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, you eventually can try 100 it. makes a trend. Let's see what it does. Oh, dude. I did that. It, I, so if I'm on 19 NORS, I cannot get a green recovery on whoop no matter what I do. I bet. They're higher yeah, stress. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just can't do it. So I'm interested to see what my body looks like when I go through prep next year with a whoop. We're about to get to see what it really takes. 
Yes. Yeah. I'm going to be like, well, I know because yeah. I know it's it's shit for me to get lean. So it is what it is. But I think we covered pretty much everything. You guys have any parting thoughts you guys would like to say? I mean, I think we need to impart the fact that, look, if you've dieted hard, if you went through a prep and you get bad blood work six weeks after that, don't freak out thinking you need TRT. You need to be decompressing, pulling your pulling your training down a bit, pulling your cardio down a bit, up in your food, check it in six months. If you're still depressed in hormones, then maybe you need to start looking at some other avenues, adding in supplementation. I mean, I'm a big proponent in getting supplementation in fairly quickly with my athletes because I just want the body to be restored. But if you're on a budget, you know, work on your stress and, and training and, and cardio is stress. And so is keeping yourself low calorie. Start there, improve your sleep, improve your gut, improve the foods you eat, go from there. And then if you're still down in six months, contact someone like any of us here who know what we're doing to kind of get you on the right, the right track. I do want to plug one thing. I forgot to say my gut course is this Sunday. If you are interested, this is your last uh, few days to sign up. Go for it. Cool. Sue, what about you imparting wisdom? Um, I echo Jason's statements. I would say that, you know, don't jump into, you know, you know, obtaining, you know, TRT on your own. Um, I would at least get some labs run. Don't just say, Oh, I feel like shit. Let me get on some steroids. Don't do that. Get labs done, um, you know, work with a coach, you know, work with your physician. Um, and if you really need to get on TRT, just understand that it is a lifelong commitment. Um, and that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, for me, it's pretty simple, man. I, you know, know when I know my lane to stay in and I know my lane to refer out in. And I think if you're a coach and you listen to this, you know, you guys have Jason's class that you guys could take for hormones. You have Sue's lab class that you guys could take to learn the values on and go over these charts and, and get some real in-depth knowledge there. But at the end of the day, you guys have got to know the line between what it is to be a coach and what it is to like to refer out. You know, I'm, uh, I've, I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of great coaches in the industry and get to pick your all's brains and all that. But, you know, sometimes it's always nice to just refer out. Your clients will respect you for it. They will actually, if anything, love you more for it because you're not trying to solve anything that you don't know that could fuck them up. So it's cool to know all this shit, but also know where it goes at the end of the day. Sue, what up? What, who's our guest next week and what is the topic? Because you got next week lined up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, some of you who listen to us may have also heard of someone named Lacey Dunn. So she is a, uh, I think she's a fairly well-known, uh, you know, women's hormone um, specialist slash coach. She is um, the author of a book that is being published, I think, in early March of uh, next year. And so, you know, I chat with her here and there on, uh, you know, social media. So, you know, I slid into her DMs one day. And I said, <laughs> hey, what would you think about a foursome with us at the Excellence Cartel? And she was like, oh, I love you guys. I'm in. I'm in. Cool. So, you know, she slid back into my DMs, you know, a couple weeks later with the exact date. And, uh, you know, we're on our way to get married next What's week. The <laughs> What's next the date? Tuesday. That's our, right. that's our wedding day next Tuesday. All right. All of us. Got it. <laughs> and then the you know what the topic is? It's going to be on like adrenal fatigue, PCOS, nice. and just all, all things women. Okay. Sweet. All things women, huh? That's what I'm going to call it. That's the post I'm going to yeah, make. Yeah, I mean, she's pretty knowledgeable. It'll be good. All things women with Lacey Dunn. Yeah. Yeah. 
the 17th or the 24th, we have Phil Viz coming on. It depends because of that special guest I'm trying to put on, um, depending upon where he needs to fall for that. But in December 8th, we have Paul Austin joining us from Third Wave. So we're going to talk about psychedelics and all that cool shit. Um, And then I think we have a few few days that we're kind of off. We'll probably take a week or two off at Christmas and kind of enjoy that for each other. But uh, otherwise, man, if you guys got any topics, I know we asked for it. But the last thing I want to impart is please, if you guys enjoyed enjoyed this, if you guys learned something, if we made you laugh, if Sue maybe made you cry, if Jason maybe made you feel like happy about yourself for whatever reason, leave us a leave us a leave us a not sure why but for whatever reason reason, you know just i mean he's a he's a lion out there in the jungle now um you know leave us a review that's uh be sure to tag us share us that's how we get the podcast found and um we think we're gonna bring uh pec4 to you guys in the spring of 2021 um we're gonna do the same topics we did in denver so if you guys miss uh, Miss Denver due to the COVID and all the cool stuff going on with all the weird shit going on. Not cool stuff, weird stuff. You guys can hit us up and catch us at that one. And we'll be announcing the dates and the location for that one very soon. You guys have anything y'all want to say? Just see Bye. you later. <laughs> Try not to go crazy on the results tonight or tomorrow. You guys keep it together. Uh, you know, mind your own business on Facebook, control sure. what you can. I'm gonna. So are you gonna tell here. us who you voted for? Nope. You're not gonna say that who means you voted, you voted for? for Biden, dude. Uh, <laughs> I'm fucking saying shit. <laughs> what? I have a question for you, real quick. Why? Why wouldn't you say who you voted for? Because I'm. This is what's always interesting me. I always like to know, like, why some people are vocal and why some people aren't. Uh, you know, I don't think it really matters. You know, I don't think it matters in terms of you know who who I you know support or my, my values, because if it coincides with yours, then, you know, you're going to be like, all right, awesome. And then if they don't, then you're going to try to convince me as to why I should think like you. And I'm a very stubborn motherfucker and I'm never going to think like someone else. No, it only took you a year and a half before you listened to Jason and I about your check-ins and all that. So, so, so that's why it's, it's a moot point. You know, everyone is going to vote for their own interests and your interests will change primarily as your income changes. Um, I can tell you one thing. Becoming a homeowner and paying the, the the property taxes that I pay in this town, and I will say this is a very desirable town, and I am in a very desirable neighborhood. And t- this is why people get so hung up about voting on like things having to do with their schools and you know public works and all this stuff. It's because of the property taxes. Yeah. So yeah. until you experience that, um, you'll you won't know what it's like. Yeah, but that's what I was understand. saying earlier. Yeah. Now I understand. So yeah. you know, may the best man or woman win. Yeah. Jason, who'd you vote for? DJT, motherfucker. <laughs> dude, I'm not paying enough. Dude, listen. So Biden wants 40%. Okay, if you make over 400 k yeah. And then you guys, then you got to pay state tax. That's almost 50% of your income. I think that's in New York and California only, though, man. It's a federal tax, 40%. Oh, it's federal? That's what he wants. I thought he only did that in New York and California. How can he only do it in two states? It's a federal tax. State taxes aren't 40%. Never. All right. You know what I mean? So I could be wrong. Maybe I read it wrong, but I mean, I don't I don't know of a 40% tax for state. You know what I mean? State's normally a lot less. Yeah, yeah. So so I voted for uh I voted for Trump. And you know, I'll be honest with you. 
I was, I, it's the vote. I definitely don't feel good. I had to vote about, but at the end of the day, it was a very simple decision for me. The red, and I live in a red state of Tennessee has, they've shown that they are all about just working with the virus and getting on the other side of this. And we just got to do what we got to do. And it's unfortunate part of living in a world that's growing and that no matter what technology we have available to us, we sometimes just can't beat mother nature the way we want to beat it. And then you have, I've looked at my friends who've owned businesses in blue states who are completely run into the ground in massive amounts of debt, getting sued if they're opening up their businesses and so forth. And I felt like, and I paid attention to the debates because I really wanted, I was really hoping that Biden or, you know, would come out with some kind of plan to say, this is what I'm going to do. This is X, Y, Z. It was no different than what Trump was going to do. And when it comes to my business and knowing all the families I support, I had to make the decision I had to make and it wasn't one I feel good about, but it is what it is. Once you say I'll shut the country down again and I have no problem with it, dude, no thanks. Yeah. Whatever happens, you know, with whoever wins next year, I just hope that our country becomes less divisive because we're so divisive. It's going to be more politics, anti-maskers, maskers, anti-vaccine, vaccine, vaccine, you know, it's like on top of racism and all this stuff. It's like how, how much further can we hate each other? and push each other apart and I, inbred, I personally am sick of seeing that the inbed the inbred crew also known as antifa is already lined up to bitch i mean they're already lined up in new york Dude, like here's like my thing to it in all honesty i think it's sad that like business owners and i know enough of them there are a lot of business owners who are not saying publicly who they're voting for because they will get their businesses bad reviewed and fucked up all over the place um and i can tell you that they are not voting blue um, they are voting red or in the middle for yellow, but um, or purple, whatever you want to kind of go there. I guess. Yeah, but you know, um, I, I really hope if anything, this election kind of injects like, and I'll put the three of us on blast for this. Males in our range, uh, from thirty to fifty year olds, we are like lazy and we don't like confrontations and we just kind of like just don't say anything. And we need to start having like crucial conversations and start chatting with each other and, and having conversations and find out like, all right, well, you have your opinion and I can have mine. But the one, the one candidate who sold my heart and then I'm going to get the fuck off here. Cause I'm going to go watch everyone cry on CNN. Um, <laughs> I watched it in 16. It was great. But um, was mayor Buttigieg and he just wrote a book called trust, which I'm interested to read. Um, but he went on Fox news and he was a democratic part, you know, candidate and game gay soldier, um, just amazing record and so forth. But he went on Fox news and, you know, he went in there to learn what the problems were and the issues were on the other side. And I thought that that was very commendable and that's who I really honestly wanted. But, uh, regardless, I'm hoping that 2024, we don't have grandpas running for fucking president that maybe we get some young, younger men and women who will get in there in city councils, local leadership, state leadership and federal leadership. And then maybe this will start pissing people off enough that we had two grandpas duking it out. Oh, I see Taylor Swift on the ticket, 2024. You know, I just couldn't take it seriously. If she was on there, I I just, I I mean, I'm not. Plus she's a bleeding hard liberal. She'll have taxes at 60%. (laughs) You know, and, and here's like my thing. I don't care about yeah, the taxes aren't comfortable when you get make more money and all that. But I wouldn't give a shit if it was a flat tax and everyone got hit the same. Like, well, yeah, that'd be great. Then yeah, it would be twenty percent or ten percent. Yeah, it would be fair across the board, though. Everyone had skin in the game. People don't pay anything, so I mean, isn't yeah, that fucked up that fifty-one percent of the people do not pay a single thing? Right. 
imagine how much further along our country be matching that national debt. Like I told you all like legal, like we need industrious solutions, like federally legalized marijuana. That's an industry that could put tons of jobs back into the economy for some of these manufacturing jobs that are going to get replaced by technology and the convergence of technologies. Ah, oh, man, we could do like a whole topic. We should do like a whole podcast. The are we, are we cartel all this stuff too, Jeff? Yeah, why the fuck not? All right. Yeah. I'll work it somehow to my, my little write-up. You don't need to word anything. People, if they're listening at this point, they're just wanting to hear what yeah. we have to say. I doubt like people want to credits, do a when the credits keep rolling. I doubt uh, no, I don't want to do a politics episode. I'm saying like a current events episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll talk. I'll talk about some clean air techno, you know, initiatives. We'll get in there. We'll talk about, you know, why I think those who vape over smoking cigarettes are more of pussies than, you know, just smoke the cigarettes, you know? Yeah. Built the cages. Who, what? You built the cages. What do you mean? <laughs> you don't know that saying? The no. cages. Remember at the cages, Jeff, who built the cages? <laughs> the cages that were separating parents at the border from their kids. Oh man, you missed that joke. That was a joke. They they that was what Trump would always say to Biden. Say yeah. who built the cages, Joe. Oh, is I that got where it. that came from? Yeah. Like I'm oh, ruined right. that. Oh, that was that would have been a great way to end this. All right. Sue, who built the cages? Sue, 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 Sue. Who built the cages? Who? I don't know. All right. Well, there you go. You don't know who did it. All right. Coyotes. Guys, this is really what our chat is like between the three of us. So now you're getting to see how we really bullshit with each other. You guys got anything good going on the rest of the day? I feel like I've got y'all for a few minutes. Might as well check. I do. I'm going to pick Maddox up and take him to a dinner. Vince and I didn't aren't going to be able to record. Um, so I'm going to come little man. He, his flight was was booked different than he thought it was. So it's no point in me going downtown to record videos for the cert. We, we were going to record for our certification, our new ethics tonight. Um, but uh, Steph's got a lot of work to do. So I'm going to go pick a little man up and give her a little break. And him and I will have some dinner. Maybe get Sweet. us some ice cream. That's yeah. cool. How's, uh, how's the EPU going with you and Gorman? Um, always good. I mean, we haven't talked about another. We've, we're talking about another, you know, seminar and things yeah. like that. But uh, as far as the podcast going, it's going great. You know, Sweet. good stuff. Yeah. Good. So what do you got going on tonight? You're going to like get out in your M4 and go like watch the destruction in Boston, Massachusetts. Nah, nah, I'm staying there. I got, I got a lot of work to do. I still have client check-ins. So what's your check-in day now since you went to one day, Monday and Tuesday, a through L on Mondays and then M through Z on uh, Tuesdays. And then I'll answer any other questions and concerns throughout the rest of the How week. did it feel to have your weekend back last weekend? Dude, it feels amazing. Like I've been able to develop a whole bunch of other like classes that I'm going to come up with social media for uh, next year. And then, um, you know, I, I asked, I emailed Jason about a, a question. This is something that I'm working on. Uh, Jason knows what I'm talking about, but I'm working on some developments for, uh, 2021. So I've had time to do all this stuff and game plan things. So it's been, it's been great actually. My clients love it. So I almost feel left out because I don't fucking know. I'll text you about it. I'll text you about it. Well, that's bullshit. You should fucking say it on the air, but whatever. That's fine. We know. Don't want Sue's secret ingredient sauce to get out there like the KFC chicken sauce. Don't get out there. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to leave you guys and go hit my bowl and then get into my Wim Hof breathing for a little bit. And... This has been one hell of an episode. I'm Dude, sure this has been a great one. I mean, I think people like to know what, we, what we're what we about, you know? I, I think it's good. At least you guys know when I'm run for city council, um, which I'm going to make happen. I expect the votes. Um, my signs are going to say vote black and it's going to have like a picture of me. I feel like would be very, very appropriate. 
um you know smiling maybe i'll just have like a little rainbow unicorn like in the middle that pops up i don't know i'll make it cute where you'd want to wear my shirt suit that's all i know all right because you wear mine so you got my i suit. did i did wear your shirt people laugh every time i take a picture and put it up there they're like i wore it out the other day and people were just like looking at me like why do you got this jacked asian on your shirt <laughs> and i'm like it's even sweeter down here in the south i'm like yeah asian people get jacked too you know <laughs> like just the ignorance on the side of town i live on so it's kind of fun jason knows because i took him to a bar five minutes up the street a year ago <laughs> and at 10 o'clock dude no shit they like dim the lights and they start doing the star spangled banner in yep. the middle of the bar oh, and yeah? then they go in this song of like about like how great the fucking country is and fuck all the <laughs> it was it was a it was so 100%. patriotic even i was a little uncomfortable i was just like mm. <laughs> oh wow it was just weird <laughs> it was and then the very next night i took him to the gay bar to watch his first drag show that was so, great like i gave him balance here in nashville tennessee i showed him extreme trump country and then i showed him like biden country all in one night or two Extremes nights. Extremes of either side scare me deeply. Oh, dude, when you come down here next time, I got to take you to the gay bar and show yeah. you, take you that drag show and all that. You have to drop a little acid and go enjoy the lights and the sound. It's the, way better. The experience. drag show is pretty cool. Yeah, it's really right. unique. Something you guys say to do. All right, well, y'all have yourself a good day. Y'all remember, you know, like I love you guys and shit. So y'all take care. All right, dude. Oh, Sue. That See was guys. a moment. Oh. <laughs> bye. See you guys. Bye. Later.